Hey, this is Alex Turcotte. Hey, this is Doc Emmerich here. Hey, this is Sean Avery. Hey, this is Jamie Baker. Hey, this is Jason Zucker. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Tarosky here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am joined by all-star legend John Scott and former Chicago Blackhawk. John, how are you today? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Good. Doing great. Making the best of the times that we have right now. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. So, besides the All-Star game that we all know about, and we'll get to that later, there's a fight between you and Kevin West Westgarth that you are known for among Chicago Blackhawks fans. How did the exchange go between you and Kevin, and what preparations do you take for a fight off the ice? Um, I, I knew that fight was going to happen. I think that was Westy's first or second year in the league, and he was absolutely killing everybody. Up to that point, he, he had done a lot of damage in the AHL, and he was doing the same kind of damage in the NHL, where he was kind of just rolling over guys. So we came into LA, and I was nervous before the game. I was, you know, pacing. I was kind of setting myself up. The guys were—they they couldn't even talk to me. I was so nervous. It was very rare, especially at that point in my career, where I kind of, you know, built up a reputation. So he was the new guy. I wanted to have a good showing, and I wanted, you know. You know, win the fight, obviously. So I went into that game knowing Westy was going to be looking for me. We we popped a goal in early, and I knew after we scored the first one, it was going to go down. So we were in their zone. He came up and gave me a tap on the shins, and I said, "All right, let's you know get this over with." And we went at it. I got a good grip on him, where he kind of could get his balance. He almost fell right off the bat, and I just kind of went to town, and I I got the better of him. Yeah, obviously it's a legendary fight in Chicago Blackhawks history. Really love that and will forever remember the Pat Foley call and Wes Garth is thunderstruck. <laughs> he just, it might have been the most bloodiest fight I've ever been a part of. I don't know how many bones I broke, but I know I broke a bunch. So it was, uh, it was a pretty lopsided fight. So it was, yeah, it was a memorable one. Yeah, sure. it's a memorable one. So what will you t remember most about your time in Chicago, and what is your favorite memory from playing in the Windy City? It was neat coming in because you guys had just won the Cup, I should say. They had just won the Cup, and so I got to experience all of that kind of celebration. I got to go to the convention, convention where the Cup was presented. I got to go to the White House. I got to be around all of that really, really great Stuff. And I think what I remember most is just how the community and city just embraced the Hawks. Everywhere you went, even me, a newcomer, I was getting my hand shaken. Like people wanted to take pictures of me just walking down the street. It was, it was just a really great time to be a Hawk, and it still is. But especially back then, everybody was so fired up to get a cup. The Cubs were garbage at that point. The Bears couldn't get a win. The Sox were terrible. The Bulls were junk. So the Hawks were really the only ticket. And you could just feel the energy at the rink. It was just a really neat time to be around the city. Yeah, absolutely. I remember growing up watching the Blackhawks uh, getting involved with the 2010 Cup run. Just remember watching the Patrick Kane goal. And I remember the energy just surging, the car horns honking when we went to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods to grab the hat right after. Like, the energy is, you could cut it. Yeah, it's, it's so, uh, Chicago needed that. I feel like all the championships that are being won by Boston and Chicago hasn't gotten a, a ring in a while. I guess the White Sox won it probably five or six years before that, but they needed something, and that just blew the top off the whole city. It was 
electric when I came in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember you coming in there, and it was, and you clearly made a physical and literal dent in the Blackhawks lineup. So take us through the wild ride of the 2015-16 season with the All-Star game, getting traded to Montreal, and then actually getting to play in the All-Star game, getting named MVP. What was that whole roller coaster like for you? It was stressful. I, I, I will be honest, I did not I did not like it. I, I, I didn't want it to happen, but it kind of grew a mind and a legs and body of its own where it just came this own thing where everybody was talking about it. Everybody had an opinion on it, whether it was negative or positive. And I just kind of sat back and let it all happen where I, I didn't know what to do. So it was a huge distraction for my team in Arizona. The league didn't want me to go to the All-Star game, obviously. I thought it was a neat idea. I knew I was at the tail end of my career, so I was like, well, you know, this could be kind of fun. And I just kind of let let it go. And obviously, like you said, I got traded to Montreal, which was brutal. I hated it. I didn't want to go. I was having a good year at Arizona. We were playing really well. And obviously, the league stepped in and kind of meddled there a little bit, and I got sent down to St. John's. But I think at the end of the day, it was, it was a good event. I'm glad it happened. It kind of put a little cap on my career because there was no way I was going to, you know, be a Tim Tebow after that and come back and have everybody watching me and all eyes on me again. So it was a nice way to end my career. It was nice to go out and, you know, experience that with a lot of guys who I played with throughout my years, like the Brent Burns, the Patrick Keynes, and the Joe Pavelski. Those guys I spent a lot of time with. So it was kind of a neat little way to end my career. Yeah, and I remember watching that All-Star game, and I remember the picture that is iconic. You getting carried off the ice on the shoulders of two of the guys. I mean, that 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 is a frame that is embedded in hockey history. Talk about terrifying. You're doing an interview, and I'm on skates, so you're not exactly sure-footed, and you're getting lifted up. And I'm not exactly a small guy. I probably weigh 325 pounds with all my gear on and sweat and everything, so I would... I was a little nervous, especially because it burns you. A, it's fast, and you never know what he's doing. <laughs> so, it's a great picture, but the whole time I'm up there, I'm just like, okay, like that's enough. Like, get me down right now. <laughs> no, but that 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 I'm glad that you enjoyed the moment, however startling it was for you. Um, so, how is the movie co- about you coming along in terms of shooting and casting? I know ESPN's working on something about telling your story. Yeah, it's um, it's coming on pretty good. We just got bought out by a pretty big uh, movie company. I can't I can't really say who because I, I haven't sworn to secrecy, but I just don't want to drop any news that I'm not supposed to. But we've been bought out by a big major uh, production company. They're going to make the movie. It's it's in the works right now, which is nice. It kind of stalled for a little bit where they didn't know who was going to be the director this and that. But anyway, it's it's in the works right now. They're constantly looking for actors. Last time I heard it was Hugh Jackman. So. I don't know. I try to stay out of it, and then when there's a big news or they, they need something from me, I just kind of jump in, but I stay out of it. I have enough going on in my house with my wife and kids and stuff, so I don't need another thing to throw on my plate. I know, but that is so cool. The Wolverine playing you in a hockey movie. Yeah. The um, Logan himself playing John Scott. I mean, how cool is that? It would be the best role of his career. It would be the <laughs> career lifetime goal for him. <laughs> no. So, what have you been doing during retirement, and what has changed for you after hockey? You know, I thought it would be hard to transition from hockey to just a normal life, but it really hasn't. I, I've actually enjoyed being retired. I, retired, excuse me. I, I've had another child, so I, I have five daughters, and I have another one on the way. Actually, 
due next month. So oh, congratulations. Really, thanks. Yeah, we've been really busy with just, you know, keeping the kids, kids busy and activities and things like that. We just really enjoy time at home. I think a lot of people think hockey life is so glamorous where you're, you're doing all these great things. And it is great, but there's also a lot of drawbacks where you, you don't get to spend a lot of time with your family. Sure, you get to summer, but you're, you're kind of out of commission with your family for eight months. So it was great to just go back and spend some time with the kids and get some quality time and just kind of invest in them a little bit. Yeah, obviously, you know, the family comes first, and people don't realize that there is a person behind the skates, stick, and puck. Yeah, I think people just think we're these guys on TV, but we have lives. A lot of the guys have kids, and when you're at the rink, you're focusing on hockey. When you come home, you're focusing on hockey pretty much the whole time. Like, that's your job. That's your livelihood. So it's hard to be present with your family a lot of the times and when I retired it was great like I had these opportunities because of the all-star game so I still had some money coming in which is good I didn't really have to stress out about that too much and I got to just hang out with my kids for a few years and it was just a, such a blessing yeah that's that's truly a blessing when you get the chance to hang out and just chill out with your family I have to ask you about the all-star game do you still have that jersey yeah of course so we wore two jerseys I know they grabbed one and they threw it in the Hall of Fame for a little bit but I don't know where it is now and then I grabbed the other one so it's it's packed away I'm not good with hanging out my memorabilia like I should be it's probably packed away in a drawer just getting like eaten by moths or mice or something but I, I have it somewhere yeah no but that's great you have that piece of memory that you can tangibly say this is me this is the defining moment it was cool yeah it was uh, I don't know if it was it was a nice moment. When I look back on my career, it was definitely one of the top moments. But I, 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 I don't want to say defining because that's not yeah, like a, that's not the right word. Fluke, no, it was such a fluke weekend where it, it, it was a joke and then it turned into something really fun. But it, it was really great. Yeah, I guess defining would be a good word. Yeah, I just don't want it. That, that's the hard part about it when everybody looks back at my career and they just think of that. It's like, well, I did play for nine years before that where I did have some good... Yeah, you had some great some seasons. Runs. Yeah, it was, you... uh, it was definitely kind of a really huge moment for me. Yeah, so you played alongside my first interviewee and alumnus of my high school in San Jose with Tommy Wingles. What was Tommy like to play with on and off the ice? Tommy was great. He was, he was one of those guys off the ice. He was just normal. Like, him and his wife, they were super chill. You would never have guessed he was this NHL guy who was making tons of money and had all this stuff at his fingertips. He was just this normal dude off the ice where we could go and hang out. And it was great. I love, I, I gravitate towards those guys who don't have any ego. And he was one of those guys who has no ego at all. Yeah. And on the ice, you know what you're getting with Tommy. It's just 100% effort every single time. He wasn't the most talented guy. Like, he had some skill to his game. But, man, that guy finished checks like no other guy in the league. I don't think he gets enough recognition for that where he would bury guys with hits. And he wasn't a big guy, but he would just kill guys because I think they would be a little surprised that this little guy is just finishing checks all over the ice. Good, good player though. Yeah, I remember that was my first interview um, with Tommy when he was up in Boston. I ran into him in Minnesota, so I can't say enough great things about the alumnus of my high school, Tommy Wingles. John, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners in the Chicagoland area and beyond before we head out? Um, no. Listen to my podcast, Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. We talked to a lot of the Hawks guys all the time. I had Taser on, 
last week. We're going to get Kaner on hopefully soon. So we, we talk about Chicago quite a bit. Yeah, John Scott, thank you so much for the time.